Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Ake. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the Netflix show Stranger Things. Today we are covering the season four episode two titled Chapter Two, Vecna's Curse. I'm so happy to have you back, Paik. How have you been? No, I'm good. I've been incredibly busy. Um, I'm so so. I'm glad that you know Wendy wanted to to do the Ozark coverage, and it just kind of worked out perfectly. This I would have liked to be part of more of it, but I was glad that it had the <laughs> two of you running because I was like, oh, sure. this is a perfect time where I have so much going on, and I was just so busy and out of town with several different things. Yeah, you've had a lot so, going on. So it worked out that I, I'm back. In time to jump in, I, I had to miss the the first episode of, of this season, but you know had Sean back That's on okay. last week to do that with you, and that was that was really cool uh, to listen to as a fan because that's what it that's what feels normal to me. Uh, it's kind of weird talking about this with you because I know it's you know, your for first those who don't know, yeah. If they're newer listening to this podcast, have ever like I, I, I'm not an original co-host of this podcast. This really started with Rima and Sean. And I was just a fan of Strange Indeed, and I was listening to you and Sean cover all these <laughs> different shows. And so, like, Stranger Things being the flagship show that you guys were covering. And so it, was, it felt normal, you know, oh, Stranger Things episode, Rima and Sean covering it. And now it's kind of weird going <laughs> like, oh, no, it's on me now. I got to do all the notes. I gotta... <laughs> no pressure. No yeah, pressure. Right? <laughs> you know? I know. It's super fun to have you, um, like you said, here on our flagship show, your first time podcasting here um on strange indeed um on this show with me and i'm so excited for that again happy happy that you're back and that you made it um safe out of vegas (laughs) you survived vegas (laughs) vegas was 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 a lot of fun i had a blast all kinds of shows ate lots of great food ran into Mm. random celebrities that that's awesome. I didn't expect it. It was just be like, I was just like fanboying out. I'm like, oh my gosh, like we're just out in public. Like, and there's that person. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll name drop. I'll have fun with it. Go, um, go for it. Me and Daphne went downtown, like East Fremont. If people who know the Vegas area a little bit, just like, I love Fremont. Mm-hmm. We like went down there to go to a bar and go like go to like a little like concert like at a club down there. And we were just kind of checking stuff out. We get out of the Uber and literally they drop us off on the curb. We get out. I look up and there's Ruby Rose with her girlfriend and some of her friends. Oh <laughs> like, my gosh. And they're doing like a little photo shoot and she's all dressed up. And I was like, oh my. I just looked at Daphne. I was like, that's Ruby freaking Rose. Like that. I know that's who that is because you covered the Meg with us that she was on. Hell uh, yeah. She was in that. Um, and then I loved her in Orange is the New Black. So like I was like, I know exactly who that is. I was like, oh, that's amazing. Because I, I don't have a problem with that. I think conventions have helped me with that a lot, doing all the convention stuff. Mm-hmm. Is I'm less, I mean, <laughs> starstruck, but I'm less nervous about that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, they're people. If I just talk to them most of the time, they're going to be cool about it. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I waited till she was like in the middle of, you know, like a little break of conversation with her friends. And I just walked up and I was like, hi. And I just introduced myself. And she, of course, was like, I've never heard that name before. That's really interesting. <laughs> that is so <laughs> that, cool. Got nice to ice talk breaker. into her. Yeah, and she was she was so sweet, so kind, and we just had like a tiny little conversation. And then I left her be with her friends and stuff, but it was it was crazy. Uh, That's <laughs> like, amazing. Whoa. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited that while you were there, you know, you had all these amazing experiences. Um, right. 
to, to tag oh, yeah. onto that. That's great. I don't know how many people have ever seen the show uh, Kim's Convenience on Netflix. Mm. It's a like, Canadian sitcom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started watching it because uh, one of the main actors in that is Simu Liu, who played Shang-Chi in, in Shang-Chi, the Marvel oh, yeah. stuff. And so after watching Shang-Chi, I was like, oh, he's a Canadian Asian actor who was in this like kind of goofy Canadian sitcom about a grocery store or convenience store and the family that runs there. And so I was like, Oh, I'll watch that. So I started watching that. And then his best friend is named Kim Chi. And I ran into Andrew Fung who plays Kim Chi also in Vegas. It's just like, wow. You got a picture with him. And he was talking about like different projects and stuff he's got going on. You were just always at the right place at the right (laughs) Right, time. Exactly. (laughs) I I can't say the same. The last time I was in Vegas did not have quite the same. I mean, it was a great experience, had a ton of fun because it's a Vegas. However, Mm -hmm. did not have all those cool run ins. So that's awesome. That's just like icing on the cake. Yes. That's awesome. Well, we're happy that you um, survived. No hangover experiences, I'm guessing. And you're all in one piece. I didn't drink much at all. I, I feel like I didn't do like the like party yeah, Vegas thing. Like, I mean, I, I was drinking from, you know, every now and then, but like, I never gambled once as much time as oh, we spent in all yeah. the hotels and casinos. I don't gamble I, in Vegas. I didn't, was it like, really, we were there just to like hang out and we ate at some really great place, had some great meals. There's some and, great like, food in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. And then places. just like shows. I've been wanting to see Cirque du Soleil since I was a little kid. So I, we went and did Cirque. I'm rocking my Jabberwocky shirt because we went and saw them. Nice. Uh, <laughs> nice. So, well, yeah, that's so well, great. The, the shows and experiences more, but yeah. It. Well, you know what? That but that's what the great thing about Vegas is: is that it, there's experiences for everyone. You don't have to yeah. go if you want to go and gamble, and that's your thing. That's totally fine. There's definitely, um, I mean, that's Plenty a place for it. Places in yeah, it. you could yeah. turn at every corner, and there's a place for that. So that's that's fine. But there's lots of experiences for lots of people, even if you don't. Um, enjoy doing that so that's great glad you had a good time happy to have you back in the co-host chair with me so we can cover stranger things my gosh we've been waiting uh three years i think i mentioned it uh last week with sean it was three freaking years it was july of uh 2019 that that we had uh season three um gosh I know it, it. It's like it feels like forever, but then when it finally came back, it was like, oh, it's just like yesterday, you know that because they they were tying in things so well. Um, yeah, from season three. So, yeah, really great that this show's back. Um, so quickly before we jump into um, episode two here, do you have any thoughts that you want to share? Like, what are you? How are you feeling so far? I mean, we're only into the premiere episode, but how are you feeling so far? Are you are you, are you yeah. digging it? Oh, absolutely, I am loving just at least you know based on these first two uh because i mean they've done it every season they've gotten a little darker yeah and that is still the case they did not break away from that but i feel like they didn't like they they got as darker as they would have gone if they didn't skip three years like it's just like oh this is how dark it would have gotten even if they were doing a season every season like you know every year i was like it is very dark it is very horror driven like i think you know it, it, it they've kind of grown the show with its viewers but like n- newer viewers just have to be ready for for the horror um because I, I feel like a lot of because there was a lot of like middle school kids that were watching season one when it first came out yeah like it was big with younger kids which was kind of weird because it's still pretty intense 
but like those kids have now grown up over you know well god it's been what since 2014 2015 was the first season what was it i don't know that sounds about right honestly i do not remember yeah. it is it feels like a long time ago yeah, yeah. but i mean the, even these like the like the middle school kids it was for some reason season one even though it's a lot of 80s nostalgia it really struck a chord with kids that were the ages of our main characters in the show uh they could really relate even with the time difference as far as what you know time period they were showing but now those kids have grown up and are older watching this and i think that the show has kept that original uh, audience in mind and really grown the show up with them as the characters grow up yes the themes get darker the things get a little more serious and they're 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 comfortable really digging in darker things and i'm loving that i am too i had a feeling you might because yeah like you said it's it's they've definitely leaned into uh the horror and you're right it's gotten darker i mean i thought season three was pretty dark um at least from what we had in seasons one and two um and so I'm, I'm glad that they're still continuing that and, yeah. and also seeing some of those uh, 80s themed horror um, inspirations. Oh, yeah. Just you know? off of, I mean, this we'll, we'll get into it a lot more, I'm sure. But I mean, like Vecna and this whole kind of new monster, because everything kind of takes inspiration from different things. And this is very, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street and it. Uh, there's a lot of mental uh, torture going on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump into um, episode two here, Vecna's Curse. Do you have any general thoughts about this episode? Did you like it? Oh, yeah. I really loved it. Uh, again, a lot of the same reasons I just said. Just It continues to build up the intensity and For sure. darkness. And it's scary. And it really is It's intense. And it makes you wonder what's coming next. And anything could happen. Mm-hmm. But then also just like the 80s nostalgia stuff. I mean, I, I'm born in the early 90s. So I don't really have... <laughs> that nostalgia necessarily but a lot of those things did carry over to the early 90s that i'm like a product of so the roller skate like the roller rink and that old school kind of stuff like i grew up with that too like it sure over so i still a lot of that was nostalgic for me to see and i love the music choices of this episode so even in the lighter stuff there was a lot of just great things that just made me really enjoy this episode and i'm ready for for the next (laughs) i'm gonna have fun talking to you about this but i'm ready to keep watching yeah. definitely. definitely yeah that's, that's tradition roll on to the next yeah. how are you digging the longer episodes do you think that's it's been a good thing i know we're only two episodes yeah. in but do you think that's a, uh, been a good thing so far so far yeah definitely I'm, especially as a fan um as a podcaster it's kind of like <laughs> I, I know we're gonna get to that point it was like i gotta have to watch like for the finale it's like i'm gonna have to watch a two and a half hour episode at least twice to get all my notes and stuff I'm like oh no it's so much prep i but, know but as a fan that's so cool because we're getting so much Stranger Things. I know. It was kind of a joke in the group when they uh, a couple weeks ago when they did release um, where they were going to split because it's an interesting split. They're doing it's like seven episodes, but they're splitting uh, like doing the first five and then there's the break and then it's two final I think they're doing episodes. seven and then there's nine overall, I think. So we get seven. Okay. My bad. And then, and then we'll get eight and nine like a month later, which with us covering week to week, we're going to time right we, we get to those episodes. The break would have already ended. So we're going to. So right, see, it's right no through. break at all for us. Yeah, <laughs> we don't we don't have to wait. We're, we're going to be rolling from week to week. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, I, there's too many shows doing this split and it's really throwing me off. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's interesting how they're doing this this like chunk um, 
there with with the break and yeah it was kind of a little joke there in the group whenever they did release the split and then the length of each episode and i thought my gosh we're gonna be podcasting on movies this is yeah. not like a, an episode anymore of tv we're gonna be podcasting on uh, movies each episode and just makes it um it's enjoyable as a viewer but more work for us yeah. that's okay because we love what we do um, okay, well, let's go ahead and jump into it. I know we've kind of gotten a, a little off topic, but that's okay. It was good to catch up. And yeah. let's go ahead and jump into our top points uh, for episode two, Vecna's Curse. Pete, uh, why don't you lead us off this week since it's your first week back? What's your first point? All right. Um, so we go, we're doing points. Now. I've been gone. I'm like, are we switching up to points? We're we doing top five. I don't know. We're, we're, uh, it's, if you want to call it top five, top points whatever it's all good because <laughs> i've still got it kind of done the way that I, I i usually do where it's kind of small stuff at the bottom and then i gotta get to my bigger points at top but uh it's all but, yeah, good we'll just roll with it um <laughs> it's like i come back and everything's changed uh who are you we're gone, um, <laughs> we're gone so long new podcast who dis uh, <laughs> right <laughs> uh so uh number five i feel like i'm doing classic style but yeah first point uh Called it Jason and the Agro Nuts. Um, <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> yes, uh, Jason, our our basketball team captain, and all of the the basketball team there with Lucas. Uh, after the big championship win, they have taken over residents of the previous uh, Benny's Burgers, Benny's Diner, uh, which. Again, kind of just nostalgic for the show to be like, oh, I remember that guy. He was so nice and then got murdered mercilessly. Uh, Yeah, our first casualty, man. And just so out of place and so uncalled for. R.I.P. Benny. Mm -hmm. Sad. And as as, as, uh, the, was it Callahan that said, uh, you know, I'm sure Benny's family would be happy knowing that his restaurant's just being used as this like slum house for all these teenagers to come in and just wreck the place with booze and I mean, trash and everything they really settled in i yeah. don't know how that started or who started it but man they've got beds in there and tv they were eating cereal yeah. i mean and they had like lights strung up i mean what the hell full-on just um, like and then, yeah because even jason even says like don't act like you don't know this has been happening for years like because mm-hmm. clearly it's been set up yeah um but these uh High school jocks were so ready to watch Thundercats. Sure. Um, <laughs> I love Thundercats. Yeah. <laughs> I love it's not exactly what I expected coming from Jason. Like, I thought we were watching Thundercats, guys. Um, but hey. Yeah, I didn't expect that because I'm a full-on nerd, but yeah. didn't expect it from the jocks, no. <laughs> I guess but, Thundercats is universal. Right. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the news is on instead, and that's where they see this murder has happened to they – re- they don't release the uh, identity, at least – they do say that it is a high school student, so somebody they may know. And then there's the one kid mm-hmm. that's even joking, oh, maybe Chrissy didn't stand you up. I was like, well, that just got more fucked up once you wow. realize it was Chrissy. Yeah. Um, no shit. <laughs> uh, which then, yeah, so at least there's one other kid on that basketball team who's a little more socially conscious. Because you can kind of overhear, I had the uh, captions on on my second watch. And as Jason's checking out the window and the police are showing up, you can still kind of like read the banter between these two kids. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, it was at a trailer park, so it was definitely just some druggie or something, ODs, who cares? He's like, oh, and that makes it more funny? He's like, dude, what's up your ass? So I was like, well, at least this guy seems to care about people. Um, <laughs> yeah, has a little bit of a conscience. Right. But yeah, so the police do show up uh, to kind of 
question Jason more just to kind of get information to see if he knows anything. Because it does lead to him finding out that it was, in fact, Chrissy and that Eddie was likely involved. It was at his place and now he's missing. They want to know if Jason knows anything about Eddie, which, of course, puts Jason on this warpath against the devil worshipping freak. I mean, you know, he does play D&D, so mm. clearly he must be a satanic murderer, right? Right. Uh, Music he listens to, the way he dresses, playing D&D. Yeah. Uh, satanic Panic of the 80s, that's what that is. Uh, which is mm-hmm. fun that they're playing off that theme, but, you know, they're talking about D&D and all that, which Lucas tries to stand up for it a little bit. Ends up just throwing his sister under the bus so he can keep his popular kid card uh, intact yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, and then them going on, Jason and the other players, which even in the captions, it's like boy one, boy two. So like, eh, they don't, they're not important enough to even get names. Um, <laughs> Freshmen, probably. <Right. laughs> but yeah, they're going on about how D&D can cause people to kill people and go crazy and forget reality from the game and get lost in the game. And I was like, man, all of this sounds so, so familiar to me. Uh, I grew up in a very Christian household, and I remember hearing all of this stuff almost word for word on like the focus on the family bullshit and adventures and odyssey and all of these things, which as a kid, it scared mm-hmm. me. But now as an adult, it's, it's kind of funny, although not fully funny. Cause there's still people who eat that shit up now. Uh, people definitely totally. were all about it then, but there's still people who are in that mindset now. And it's like, just yeah, no, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah. So kind of just that point, just to bring up, what that all leads to, of course, is now we have the basketball team with Jason at the helm hunting down Eddie. Great, wonderful, awesome. Um, that's totally going to yeah. end well for anyone. <laughs> yeah, and I, I've, yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. He, he's just going to continue kind of spreading all of that. Um, like you said, this satanic panic that was such a big part of the 80s. It still hasn't gone away. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of, uh, you know, died down over the years. It kind of comes and goes, comes and goes, um, depending on what's going on in the world. And, you know, yeah, that's not going to, that's not going to end well. Um, and I do worry about Eddie if they do happen to, you know, kind of find him in any way. And I don't know, I really thought it was interesting for Lucas because he does try to step in and be like, hey, that's, you know, it's not a devil worship game. It's just a fantasy game. You know, it's just role play. And and yeah, he's got to kind of backpedal a little bit and, you know, throws his sister under the bus, you know, saying that she's the one that plays because he's still, like you said, wanting to keep his his popularity card. He's not willing to trade trade that just yet. But I think, you know, it might be a little bit of a problem for Lucas moving forward. I mean, it's, I wonder yeah. if this is going to be something that kind of brings him back to Mike and Dustin. You know, they've had their little, not really a falling out, but just like this this growth of, you know, Lucas, you know, kind of tired of, you know, being made fun of and called a nerd. And he wants to be a part of the popular group and wants to fit in. And you can't really fault him for that. Yeah. I mean, isn't that, uh, I mean, that's what a lot of kids want to do at that age. They don't want to stand out. You don't want to you know, be different. You want to be, uh, you know, the same as everyone else and fit in and be a part of a, a group. And um, so, I mean, you can't fault him, uh, but it does kind of suck how, you know, he's, you know, kind of left his friends out in the dirt a little bit. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm worried about Lucas. It might, I think it might cause him some problems either with the, the, the basketball boys. Maybe they'll turn on him 
Um, but I, I hope he, I hope he stands up for his friends. Yeah, that's what I know, see. His, his original friends. Happening is it just leading to a point where he's going to have to choose between, you know, you know that hit, you know Dustin and Mike as part of this Hellfire Club with Eddie right now. They're going to become, you know, are they going to be caught in the crossfire of Jason and his friends and their warpath? Exactly. And, you know, Lucas is going to have to choose, like, do I defend my friends or do I let Jason and the basketball team do whatever they do? Like, he might find himself in that middle there. Exactly. You know, um, I mean, because he's like, oh, well, my sister plays. And they're like, look, I'm sure your sister's not out there killing anybody. OK, we we've read that this, you know, people, innocent people can really get swept up in this into this whole thing. Right. But I mean, yeah, if, you know, Dustin is uh, part of it, you know, Mike is. And we've got I can't even remember the other fellas that are all in the Hellfire Club that are um, the older guys with with Eddie. Um but I mean, any of them, yeah. right? I mean, so especially if it would just be a matter more of time. Start showing up, and they're like, "Well, then he's got yeah. accomplices, and it's got to be these other kids that are playing with him." And you know, exactly. So, so yeah, I, I, I hope that if it comes down to it, that he'll do the right thing, uh, and and stand with his friends and defend his friends. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll we'll kind of see how that plays out. But I, I think Lucas is going to be stuck in a pretty tough spot. So, yeah. Nice, nice start. Um, I want to come back to my boy Will. Uh, I I felt so bad for him. I'm like, are they really having him uh, third wheeling it here in this second episode? Mm-hmm. Um, and I get that he's there because you know Mike is his friend too. Mike comes out to to see. I'm sure primarily L. Um, you know, for, for spring break, but, you know, Will's his friend too. So it's, uh, you know, exciting for him. And, you know, I just, I thought, gosh, this poor kid, he's sitting there, you know, uh, Mike and Elle are holding hands and doing their skating thing. And uh, there's, there's Will, you know, just kind of right there behind them, between them in a way. And uh, I just thought, can't this poor boy just have his own one-on-one interactions and not just be, you know, kind of in the background? And, you know, I mentioned it in, in last week's podcast. I just feel like, you know, he keeps getting ignored so yeah. much and forgotten about. And, you know, I I think he's going through some things. And, you know, um, I really didn't like seeing that disagreement that him and Mike had, that was, that was hard and kind of heartbreaking. Cause I'm like, Mike, why, you know, and, and again, I know there's been some distance with, with some of the friends, you know, Lucas, even being at the same school, has distanced himself. Will lives really far away. It's hard. It was hard to stay in touch, you know, back in the day in the eighties, you know, we didn't have texting and FaceTime and zoom and cell phones and things for it wasn't as easy to stay in touch you had letters and you had phone calls and phone calls were limited because of long distance charges you know um so it was it was a little tougher to to stay in contact but it's clear that he definitely made an effort to you know like write to l and you know um but not you know not or i'm sorry he say he's he was staying in touch with with l but didn't seem to make an effort hanging you know to to chat with Mm -hmm. will or anything and i'm sure that was that was hard and you know, I, I feel like they're leaning towards Will maybe having a, like a crush or something on That's Mike. That's what I'm wondering. Uh, I've seen some speculation. I try to stay, you know, there's certain places I can look at speculation and not get spoiled. And then I have to stay yes, away from careful. other things. Uh, but 
but definitely. So I, I've, I've talked about the TV time app. We talked about it at the end of the episodes. So we plugged it. You know, we we're on there because they break yeah. things conversation down episode by episode. So if you're in a thread for an episode, people are only talking about that episode, which is cool. Oh, that's um, nice. Yeah, keep it spoiler yeah. free. Yeah. And so there's there's speculation. Yeah, about will. I mean, we see he's really excited to see Mike show up, just like L is. But then he has this kind of sad longing look on his face as he's watching Mike and L together. And I don't know if it's like not jealousy, but it is kind of this like that could be me or if it's just seeing them together is just makes him feel lonely. Like he wishes he had somebody on his own. So whether it's Mike or not, and that's, but I wonder about the painting. I mean, he had the painting with him at the airport. Why, why would he bring it all the way to the airport? (laughs) You know, if he wasn't, maybe going to gift it to to mike or something why would you bring it all that way and then when their interaction was kind of awkward and less joyous to see each other maybe he then kind of pulled the plug a little bit on that and decided nah never mind i'm not going to show him this painting i made of him maybe i don't know like what's you know where where is will at yeah i don't know and you know i and maybe we won't know maybe it'll just be left to us to wonder about you know well where will is coming from and that's okay um but i can't help but i mean i i feel like they're putting it out there so i have to i feel like i have to kind of mention it because it is kind of like not straightforward um so yeah just just again feeling bad for my boy will i feel like he's gotten the short shrift you know for several several seasons you know, and because it was all, always, oh, we got to find Will. We got to find Will. And it's it was all about Will. But now everybody has just kind of forgotten about Will. Um, and I feel really bad. And he's got to be just as lonely, you know. You know, both him and Elle are struggling in this new mm-hmm. school. They live far, far away. Neither one of them have any friends. They only have each other. And I'm I'm glad that they at least have each other. And And I know Jonathan's still there, but Jonathan seems like he's in a strange Mm -hmm. place now too. And he's got this uh, friend, new friend, this Argyle that he's been hanging out with. And it sounds like he's got his own issues with Nancy and their relationship. So I don't even know how much he really has Jonathan as much, you know, as, as what we saw, like in the first couple of seasons, they were really close. You know, Jonathan always spent a lot of time with Will and we haven't seen it yet. So, you know, he seems really lonely too. And so I wish wish Mike would be a little and I get it they're kids they're freshmen you know I mean they don't know everything Um, it's easy when you're an adult to kind of pick it apart but when you're a kid it's I guess you don't always think about it but you know I just feel bad that they're not recognizing that Will could use a really good friend too it's you know so anyway feeling bad for my boy Mm -hmm. um What's your next point? All right. Uh, I might just end up jumping all over the place, <laughs> going in different order. I, I feel yeah. like I'm going to be all over the place, too. Go go wherever yeah, you want, I, buddy. To my original number one. But that way, because you were talking about Will, and he's involved in some of this stuff, too. So keep that conversation going, mm-hmm. uh, which is just Rinkomania and everything going on here at the rink. Um, Yay! Yeah, which, again, starts with, you know, the airport situation a little bit, which, Mike, get on the breakfast burrito train, dude. You you'll thank me later um right it's a lifestyle down here why why are we questioning that yeah right um so i I live in texas breakfast burritos are a lifestyle um (laughs) but yeah uh 
Elle does have this like whole perfect life and friends and social, you know, activities and stuff that she's been describing to Mike that, you know, the, her, the bullies are actually her friends and she's got this active social life. And, but really I think she's like ashamed that she's not fitting in. Mm-hmm. And so she's just lying to Mike, which, you know, friends don't lie. Right. Um, right. which I'm why, surprised why that line you... hasn't come up yet. Um, right. Why do you think she's just to interrupt you for a moment? Why do you think she's lying to Mike about her life there in California? I feel like it is just, maybe it is a place of shame that as she's getting a little older and she's in that age where, I mean, self image and self, you know, who you are is everything. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that she had all these friends in Hawkins and people respected her and loved her and knew who she was. And then to just be plopped into this place where she is this pariah, this outcast, this weirdo that nobody likes and actively is teasing and bullying and making fun of. And I think maybe it's just this shame of, does she want to face the person that she loves, even though Mike would understand and would be there for her. I think it's just this, Maybe there is this shame of like I'm I'm not this person that everybody likes. I'm you know I don't have friends and I don't have what I had there. And then maybe it's she doesn't want Mike to feel bad for her because she doesn't want to affect Mike negatively. He goes back home to Hawkins, and he's and, and he's just worried about yeah. how Eleven's being treated back in California. Right. That that makes sense. But it's curious that she would lie and say that the bullies are her friends. Right. Um, I mean, I, I guess if you want to to do all the things like you just described, why in the world would you say, oh, yeah, the bullies are my friends? Because then if you did have a chance encounter, right. then then you get what happened. So anyway, I'm sorry. Easy to say, yeah, all of my friends are at camp or uh, are going to other places for spring break. Or that would have been a way know, better. Like- <laughs> yeah, that would have been a way better excuse. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're at camp this week, but that's okay. You know, we're going to yeah. hang and have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and obviously it's bothering Will as well to see her lying to Mike about it. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. you know, confronts her about it. Why are you lying to him? Why, you know, and again, that's, I was expecting him to bring up friends don't lie. And I was kind of surprised he didn't. Um, well, he, she said it to him last episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, so Rinkomanio, this place that she goes for parties all the time, right? Uh, they, they have some great music. Uh, <laughs> we'll give them that. I was like, you know, I took notes of some of just like You Spin Me Round by Dead or Alive, Rock Me Amadeus by Falco, Tarzan Boy by Baltimore, uh, which I got to hear plenty in Vegas because uh, I went for a uh, <laughs> wrestling thing too. Went for a big wrestling pay-per-view, and one of the wrestlers is Jungle Boy, and that's his music, his entrance music he uses, which nice. is Jack Perry, the son of the late Luke Perry. I got to meet him. He's cool. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, uh, Wipeout by the Safaris, of course, classic rink. It took me right back. To, we would do the whole, like, everybody's, like, skating in the circle while they're playing Wipeout, and then when it hits that Wipeout, like, you have to, like, fall on the ground. It was, like, a whole thing yep. as a kid, man. <laughs> yeah. We all had those yeah. back in the day. And then this this one wasn't in the rink, but I just loved the use Psycho Killer by Talking Heads, because that's one of my favorites. That was mm-hmm. when Jason was getting <laughs> amped up, but, but I love that song. But, yeah, good, good roller rink times. But, yeah, we talked about Will, just kind of this this – third wheel which by the way i noticed uh when the bullies are picking on and teasing and torturing l 
and they're recording it on the camcorder. Did you see the date on that camcorder? Ah, oh, shit. No, I was not paying any attention at all. March what was... 22nd, which, if you remember in season two, when Will is being possessed by the Mind Flayer and Joyce is trying to tell him stories of his life to bring him back, what is Will's birthday? March, March 22nd. 22nd. It's like, damn. <laughs> which then, I'm like, does... Are they seriously forgetting Will's birthday and making him third wheel on that day? And Oh, <laughs> my God. Now it's even a shittier, right. like, thing. God. <laughs> that's, but it's that's, like even I'm, his own I'm, mom is, like, too busy working on, like, this Hopper conspiracy to even care about his own birthday. So, like, definitely God, Will is in a real birth- shitty place right now. If he's, like, because he's not really, it's my birthday, guys. He's just, like, whatever. Welcome to being Generation X, the forgotten, forgotten generation. That's that's just what we're used to. Everyone's done forgotten about us, and Will's just lumped into that too. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, and so he's just he's lonely. He feels left out. They haven't really stayed in touch. I don't know if there's feelings for Mike specifically. It's a theory. It's a thought. But even if not, if it's just, I mean, it's not important. Yeah. But yeah. But. But I mean, he's definitely lonely. Yeah. But of course, the I'm with <laughs> yeah, you. other half of this uh, rank story is Angela and her cronies, who are the worst, right? Um, just mm-hmm. terrible. Uh, like I said, this gang of unfortunate births taking Elle out on the skate floor, uh, humiliating her. The DJ's in on it, calling her a snitch, teasing her, and then dumping her milkshake on her. Which I was like, again, watching, I'm like, Mike, you should have walked up there and clocked that DJ in the face. And then when you went down there to check on Nell, start pushing bitches over on the rink. Come on, stand up for your girl. Uh- <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> but, ah, it is what it is. Uh, maybe, yeah, I'm, I'm a little too, I get amped up with like the fictional thing. I'm like, violence, yes, violence. Because, you know, when, when Elle's like crying in the storage room and sees the asshole brigade like still laughing about her. So she's like. Time to do something. I was still like that wrestling like mindset from this like past weekend. So I was like, fuck her up, Elle. Fuck her up. <laughs> like I was just, <laughs> get her, get her. And, and yeah, I mean, Angela's being a total word that I can't say because I'm an American. And the one kid's laughing like a bronchial donkey. And I just applaud Elle for finally just being like, now nah, I'm going to bash that hose face in with the roller skate. Teach her a lesson. Rest of those kids probably need a little knocking down too. Uh, you know, people online, violence isn't the answer. And that's good. I was like, nah, nah. She needed it. She needed um, She checked. <laughs> you know, it's, since this is fiction, <laughs> exactly. I, I feel like it's, yeah. If I'm I talking feel about some I'm, actual, like, 14-year-old girl that I know is or somebody knows, you know, I might be a little more like, mm, yeah, that's, you could really hurt her and really something bad could happen. But said so it's fiction. Basher. This is no, this is this is fiction. So I feel comfortable saying um, I have zero sympathy for Angela. Right. I say talk shit, get hit. Yes. <laughs> that's yeah. I mean, I was quite shocked that she went so far as to hit her with the heels of a uh, a roller skate. Yeah, that is some because heavy damn, metal edges there. Uh <laughs> Yeah, that's going to leave a mark. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she, I, I think she totally got what she deserved. This is actually uh, my next point as well, so I'll just add to it. Um, I mean, it was bad enough all that they were doing to, to bully her, 
But I, you know, and I think that's probably what the line was there for L too. She brought up Hopper. They, yeah. you know, I mean, we know differently, right? But as far as everyone else is concerned, Hopper's dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the freaking disrespect, bringing up a, a dead parent like that, and and um, that's just no. Like I said, you that girl deserved to get hit, and so did the other assholes mm-hmm. all around her um, for for treating her like that. You know, um, it was really great to see uh, a skating rink um, in in this show because I have said time and time again, I'm a child of the '80s. I grew up at the movie theater and the skating rink. Mm-hmm. It was depending on the weekend, I was at one of them, so maybe both, just depending. You know, my mom worked a lot, and especially on the weekend, so I would get dropped off at one or the other. I spent so much time at our local skating rink, had the best time, and yeah, always the best music. Mm-hmm. The DJs always had the good music. Um, so, so yeah, I definitely brought back some, some time. The skates looked exactly the same. Uh-huh. Is that just a universal, like, skate rental so, yeah. roller skate because those were the exact skates <laughs> we had at my skating rink will's carrying around size 10 mm. that was me i yeah i have a big foot um but yeah i was like oh my god those are like the exact same skates are they just universal mm-hmm. um so that that was that part was fun brought back a lot of good times but it it I, I had a serious issue, like everyone, and it wasn't just that group, uh, uh, Angela's group of friends that were taunting and bullying her. The whole damn skating rink was in on this. They're mm-hmm. all in a circle, and no one is doing anything. This scene um, and this whole whole interaction there at the skating rink gave me Carrie vibes. Yeah. This whole bullying um, and, and L like Carrie, and they're all taunting her and bullying her in public um, and just absolutely humiliating her um, reminded me a lot of Carrie. And I'm like, man, y'all have yeah. apparently not watched the movie because you don't bully a girl who um, has telekinesis. Right. Of course, at the moment, <laughs> it's not quite Elle right. doesn't. It's like, it's like, unfortunately, maybe fortunately for all of them, she can't bring the place down in flames. So, uh. <laughs> it, yeah, but, you know, I kind of worry. Um, we, we've seen Elle uh, in the premiere episode where she tried mm-hmm. like she did her little ah um with her hand out and tried to use her powers which we know are right now gone from whatever it was that happened in season three when her powers just kind of left her i don't know if it was just depleted from the the fight with the mind flare i don't know if it had something to do with the uh like parasite that she had yeah. in her leg or i'm not sure what it, was. it hasn't been explained we don't know we just know she doesn't have her powers i'm kind of worried that you know, uh, there's going to be another one of these interactions, another bully encounter, and she's going to do something and really, really hurt someone, yeah. um, you know, out of out of some anger or pent up frustration, something that's going to happen with her powers. I'm afraid that she might really do some damage, but she she did do some serious damage to Angela again, totally deserved it. But I was just really pissed at everyone. And like you, Will and Mike, I mean, y'all are just. Y'all go out there and you know, yeah, heads. knock some yeah. people over if you have to and grab Elle and get her out of there. I mean, that seemed like a long time that she was out there in the middle of that skating rink. And then uh, you mentioned the the video. Uh, I don't know how many people took a video camera to the skating rink. So it seemed a little strange to have. I mean, unless you're having like a party or something there um, and you're, you're videoing it. But I was like, why are you doing the video camera? Especially like the big bulky ones mm-hmm. from the 80s. You know? 
but it was definitely kind of reminiscent of like today's times. People are always recording shit on their phones, right? Yeah. Um, and these incidents, and and then they post them and humiliate people. And I just, I have just no tolerance for bullying. I don't, I don't know. I don't put up with that at all. I taught my kid not to. Um, that's just, there's just no place for that as far as I'm concerned. So she got what she deserved. Mm-hmm. I say wake up and choose violence yeah. <laughs> in this fictional world. Yeah, um, unfortunately for Elle, though, it does have some negative on her. Of course, I mean, because then she's sitting there, Angela's screaming and suffering and blood pouring down her face and everybody's staring at her. And then when Mike and Will come up and ask me, what did you do? What did you do? And she's having those flashbacks mm-hmm. of Brenner from that scene that we saw in the first episode that we still have no idea really what's going on, but I mean, she's getting those flashbacks. Yeah. What did you do? What did you do? And it's, I'm, I'm afraid it might, you know, I, I don't want to see L going down a really dark path either. Right. I think it is more of a, I know I talked about it last, last week that I don't really believe L was truly responsible for uh, what happened there at the lab. But I, I think it's more of a um, to to give us some misdirection that she is responsible because she was kind of out of control in that moment, grabbing that roller skate and then like yeah, popping Angela in the face with it. I mean, it was pretty aggressive. I I I mean, I think she was totally justified in at least punching her, giving her a punch in the face. Like, how dare you uh, not only just bully me and humiliate me in front of like everyone, but then to talk shit about her dead father. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. So, yeah, she definitely deserved to get punched in the face. Uh, but that would not have done as much damage as, like, popping someone with a roller skate. And the bad thing is, is then, you know, she deserved it. But the whole everyone's looking at her and, like, it looks like it was out without provocation, mm-hmm. you know, at all. I mean, I like she could get into some real trouble. Yeah you know, for that. So I, I, I worry a little bit about like everybody saw her do this and it looks like that it was unprovoked, even though we, we know it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, but I had a real problem with just everyone standing around. Like everyone was in on this, you know, no one stepped in to be like, Hey, c- cut it out, you know, or, or to grab L and get her out of there or something to save her the humiliation. It was just, it's kind of fucked up. So, mm-hmm. But nothing like that ever happened when I was at the roller no, rink anyway. No, I never. <laughs> can't say. Never never had that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think. No. No. Um, well, that was um, my technically number four. So what is your number three? All right. Um, I will go with Joyce and Murray and their uh, <laughs> mission here, what they got going on. Uh so I love how you know you see the kids leave the airport and then Murray also is there. He flew in separately so he can meet in with Joyce and, and help her with this Hopper stuff from last episode. She got the note and I guess she read it to him over the phone. He was like, no, I, hang on. I'll be there. Um, I love to see <laughs> yeah. it. I love he is in California. I think it's great. Go Murray. I love these two together. Yeah, Brett, Brett Gellman um, is just awesome uh he's Mm -hmm. like i mean his whole spiel about how it's a trick to capture joyce also is like well here's what's good and she's like you just made all that up but he's just so in so (laughs) into into running theory uh he's he's great uh but yeah so this phone number is on the note from enzo which joyce then believes it has to be hopper because it's a code name that she will understand and trust from hop right which was really cool um and then i love that 
you know, even though Murray seems to be like, we, this is, this is a trap. He was also very prepared. He brought all of the equipment it took to call the number without being traced. Like, he was ready for it. Is this like the 80s version of a laptop? Right. What was that? I was uh, dying. I love this old technology. Yeah. It just kills me. But I'm, I'm dying. I'm like, Murray came prepared. Yeah, I, I love it. So they have to, to call. So they do. They call the number. Enzo answers like, but is it really Enzo? Who is this man? I mean, a man has no name. Uh, a man has no name. He's Jack and Fred right. Hagar. It's no mm-hmm. one. <laughs> it is no one. Uh, but yeah, but he is asking for a delivery of forty thousand dollars to Nome, Alaska. So he in in two days meet with Yuri and give him the money, and then Hopper can be unstuck. Uh, can you even get to Alaska from California and just, I mean, I guess you can if you flew, but yeah. holy shit. Got it real scrambled together to get a flight to, and then what, cause I, I didn't look up <laughs> geographically. I'm like, where is Nome? Like, I feel like the only places you're going to be able to fly, like you can fly to Juneau and that's probably about it. So how far is it from there? Right. Like, <laughs> And then you're roughing it. You're, you're, yeah, you got to take a snowmobile somewhere. Right. I don't know. It's Alaska. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so they're going to do it, though, because they take that recording, which I love Joyce using. It's like, well, we'll just hook it up to Jonathan's like radio and turn it up way too loud, because that's what he always does, right? Uh, ampl- amplify it. it there, and they're listening to it, which I love Murray's like just like cringing at how loud like Joyce and Enzo's <laughs> voices are on the phone, but he's trying to listen to just this lady in Russian in the background is where they get... The information that Enzo is a prison guard, and so Hopper's locked up in a Russian prison and must have somehow been able to to get this guy to must have bribed him with the forty thousand, which was in L's uh like account to take care of her. Like but, I guess he had a, a trust yeah. or something for her. Yeah. And but he's willing to use that to give to this Enzo guy so that he can escape this Russian prison and get back. And so yep. It's a quick point, but yes, Joyce and Murray are ready to go. I love. He's just like, we're getting him back, and Murray's like, okay, like there's no arguing with you. Um, got it. This is yeah. what we're doing. <laughs> they just run out the door, and are they just literally going to leave from there? Like Joyce is like, oh, going to the bank. <laughs> well, okay, here we go. Um, Mom, are we going to have my yeah, birthday so, dinner? Oh, she went to Alaska. Um, <laughs> like, Mom, Mom, where are you? Note on the fridge. <laughs> Went to Alaska, be back in a Dinner's few days. Dinner's in the oven, cakes in know. the fridge. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Happy birthday. See you in a couple wow. days. Um, <laughs> we'll celebrate when I get home. Yeah. Yeah, I love those two together. Um, I I love that, that Murray flew all that way to, to come help her and figure it out. Certainly handy that he uh, can speak Russian. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he's so good at it. He can pick out the dialect um, or the the slang yeah. uh, uh, from the uh, woman speaking in the background uh, that that he knows that the term that she used is slang. Um, you know, like you know, people use terms like that to describe cops here. They use something similar in Russia, and I was like, well, that's handy uh, to know. Um, but yeah, just to kind of add to that because it's also one of my points as well. Or at least that part, but also just to add to it, Hopper, you know, what what he goes through, you know, we, we've known 
for some time that he the hopper had survived yeah, i mean they showed hopper um, alive in russia in like the first initial teaser trailers like years ago i know which shocked me i was like okay they were just gonna spoil that uh which hard to believe they would have killed him off uh but i mean you never know with this show what lengths they'll go to mm-hmm. um but yeah they 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 told us that a long time ago so that's okay so we kind of get to see that they show us the end there of season three where he i guess jumps through that uh yeah, he was the, like right the portal, on the, the outside gate. of the vaporizing area i don't know <laughs> yeah he just barely made it and yeah ended up in russia and went through some hell they tortured the hell out of him and you know it was you know as as he's getting tortured and murray is like telling joyce like you know hopper's a strong guy but these guys are serious and they will they will torture him and he's gonna tell his whole life story but you can see everything that they're doing to him i mean i think they nearly killed him he fell on the floor and he barely had a pulse after using what the hell was that thing the 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 elephant elephant. yeah that was fucked Mm. up um but even tortured him with that because they want to know who joyce is they have pictures from I, what do we call it? The Russian lab? Whatever yeah, the hell that was last year with all the Russian Russian lab and, under the mall. <laughs> yeah, under the mall in the middle of nowhere, Indiana. Um, makes sense. But um, so they they have those pictures and they want to know who Joyce is. So that's a little, I think, a little concerning, mm-hmm. you know, that they they are concerned about who she is does that put her in more danger too but you know as murray's like you know oh he's gonna spill he's strong but he's not that strong and he doesn't he doesn't tell shit and he gets sent to this prison work camp um and apparently has charmed the hell out of this uh this guard the fact that he's so strong is not giving anything up they're like well i guess we could actually use him if we can manage to indoctrinate him then Send exactly. him to the, one of the most valuable pieces on the or parts of the board on risk, Kamchatka. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even get a chance to look that up to see if that's like a oh, real yeah. place or is it? Oh, okay. That well, that makes sense then. Yeah. So yeah, Hopper. Hopper is alive, as we know. Uh, I'll be curious to know how long it will take, like how this plan will will go, like. You know, will they find Yuri? Will they get this to Enzo? Will, you know, how soon will Hopper get back? I feel like he has to, right? Yeah, I, I feel um, like we don't go this whole season with Hopper in Russia. I, I feel like we have to get him back. I hope not. I hope not. So, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how, how that plays out. Um, and I don't know. I think it'll be good. But it'll be, it'll be fun to see Joyce and Murray uh, as they figure it out. I think they're a fun, a fun duo. I enjoyed, I enjoyed their interactions in in episode, or season three. So glad to see that. Uh, what is your number two? All right, um, I'm going to talk about Vecna. Um, <laughs> yes, the big yes, bad. Kind of some of the stuff we see with him again in this episode. Um, first time we really see his presence in some way uh nancy and fred pulling up to forest hills trailer park to talk to officer you can't be here because that kind of seems to be his whole thing um (laughs) he's a newer character i don't think i've seen this guy before but even like he's the same one that when max is like looking out and he's like you can't be here you gotta go inside and then he's 
that's just his whole thing is telling people they can't be where they are. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. I've never seen so many cops in, in right. Hawkins. They must be state cops with, with everything that's right. going on. Because what was the Hawkins police? It was Hopper and those two. Uh, I, I, can't remember what used to call I don't remember them. what you. Huey, Huey uh, and Dewey or something, yeah. I think is maybe what we called them back uh-huh. in the day. So there was like three of them. So these have to be like state cops they brought right. in to help cover the case and, and back up and Either all that, that good or stuff. They just but, really but yeah. <laughs> amped up the police force. They amped up the police after force. Everything that's yeah. happened. Like we need more guys. <laughs> <laughs> we need yeah, curse. We need we need some more um police around here. Yeah. <laughs> but man, yeah, they, they pull up talk to him. Uh Nancy's talking her way in pretty well, but then we look over at Fred and he's having a complete horror mind trip. As Vecna's clearly decided on him as its next victim, uh, exploiting mm-hmm. his trauma. Uh, it seems that Fred got into a car accident that maybe was his fault. Uh, and the other driver did end up dying because he didn't act fast enough, didn't call for help. He just kind of fled the scene. And then the other driver ended up dying. And I guess it was another student. Uh, so it's a lot um, <laughs> to deal with, but I guess... Through yeah. a trial or, you know, whatever, Fred's been cleared, but he's still, I mean, he he's wearing that not only mentally, but physically with this scar on his face that's from that uh, accident. Mm-hmm. And so Vecna has kind of taken that trauma because I'm, I'm, I'm putting together that I guess Vecna is feeding on trauma and shame, which shame might be, Thank I'm you. thinking shame might be a big theme of this season, whether it's. I said, even if it goes to the the California storylines with shame of of Elle not having friends and not having her powers and just being completely isolated and alone, um, or Will. I mean, again, we've talked about, hinted about, I mean, if they're going through a Will sexuality storyline, this is the 80s. There could Mm -hmm. be a lot of shame and a lot of self-unsureness and a lot of that kind of stuff. Do they play with that? I... I don't know, but that that seems yeah. to kind of be Vecna's thing. I'm glad that you pointed that out because that's exactly what I had in my notes. I mean, obviously, Vecna's one of my notes, too. we got to talk about him. Um, my question uh, was, does Vecna attack people with deep guilt mm-hmm. and shame? That I, I think you're right. There seems to be – he seems to – feed off of it like he's he's getting something from it and maybe that's kind of where i think also i know we talked about a little bit of the correlation of um a theme from Mm -hmm. it that was like that's kind of like what pennywise did right he fed off of the fear uh, of the kids and when they weren't afraid of him anymore he didn't he wasn't like as powerful it he seemed to I think we saw it more with this um, episode with Fred than what we did mm-hmm. with Chrissy, that he really seemed to be drawing that out of him. Like he was purposely making him feel more guilty and yeah. shameful. And he was feeding off of that. It kind of what, he's got this. So, yeah, he I think you're right. With clocks and time. I'm not sure how that ties in yet. But I'm so glad I don't have one of them <laughs> ticking clocks. Jesus, that's gotten creepy yeah, for but, me but now. But what he's do- doing with Fred throughout this episode is he's kind of luring him in and feeding off of that. I mean, we see... Because the clock that he goes to in the the woods is a coffin, like a like a you know, it's this casket with a clock on top, and he's kind of at like a funeral procession, like or funeral setup, where it's the people who are at the mm-hmm. funeral who are calling him a murderer, and it's like the family of the person that died because of his actions, or you know these things where it's built pulling out that guilt and that shame when he runs from that. I mean, he sees 
the car on fire. He sees the accident and then he winds up in the grave and it's, mm-hmm. so yeah, it shows, I mean, it is pulling at specific things that are targeted at Fred and what he did and what happened. And so it is, it's almost like we see, cause when we do see Vecna in full as Dustin and Eddie are talking about what he is, you know, this dark, you know, undead wizard pulling, you know, he's in the upside down. Vecna is not in the normal world. He's it's like yes. he's in the upside down, but he has some connection to the world above, quote unquote. I mean, it's kind of all it's another dimension. Right. But, How is he getting? But he's over able to connect and, through people mentally from where he is somehow. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like he is he's feeding off of and draining this guilt and shame and that life force from these people to kind of give himself power, maybe to where he will be strong enough to cross over or something like that. I'm so glad that you picked mm-hmm. up on that. I was thinking the same, and I thought that, boy, that was really key to see there at the end after what happened with Fred. And Vecna is, I'm not sure what to call it, but, you know, got all these, he's connected to something. Um, and, yeah, he's in the Upside Down. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So he's not, like, physically in our world, but he is at least the, enough of a presence to be able to kill, which again, kind of goes into the, yeah. the Freddy Krueger aspect from Nightmare on Elm Street, where, you know, he only existed mm-hmm. in your dreams, right? He couldn't quite cross over. I mean, he, he, if he got strong yeah. enough, he could. And that's what he was trying to do is he was trying to, you know, feed off of um, the ki- the teenagers fears. And so he could grow strong enough to be able to cross over. And he, he did. Uh, you know, spoiler alert. <laughs> for all of those <laughs> you know, movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It feels silly for like a thirty-year-old right. movie or something to say spoiler alert. But just in case you haven't seen it, um, but he kind of did there at the end, and that's what it kind of feels like here. He's he's able to at least a little do enough taunting to because he was I, I think haunting Chrissy about her weight and the shame that she felt, even though it, it was completely ridiculous, but I guess it was something that she had been dealing with and, and, and was kind of wrapped mm-hmm. around um, her mother uh, shaming her. So she was feeling the shame about her weight. And Fred obviously is haunted by the guilt of uh, killing in quote someone. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Again, I guess maybe it was just because he didn't report it in time to help the person. Um, but he's he's able to cross over, it seems, long enough to just taunt them, get that fear and shame, and then, yeah, and then kill kill them. And it looks like he's getting stronger, whatever, I don't know what the hell was happening there at the end when, you know, he was kind of disconnecting from this thing and then walking away. I don't know if he's getting that strength, but curious if it is going to allow him to somehow cross over. And it's interesting, like, how he can do that without, like, the gate open. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the kids are also trying to find out. And when they're talking with Eddie and asking him, like, what well, did you see, you know, particles and dark particles? Or did you see this? And did you see that? You know, all the things that yeah. they were familiar with from, you know, when the upside down was like leaking over into our world or spilling over because the gate was open. But L closed the gate at the end of um, or it was closed. And um, I was thinking, too, she closed it in two. But then it was um, reopened uh, with with the Russians mm-hmm. and the machines and all the things that they were doing. But it was closed again. So it's interesting to see how he'll be able to or what, what, what yeah. that's going to look like. Because I feel like that's probably where we're mm-hmm. going. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. This, this Dude, is so creepy. creepy. And I love the effects and stuff. Like when that officer 
is talking to Fred and then it kind of switches over to what's going on in Fred's head where the guy's like, I know who you are. You're a murderer. And just seeing the, the like little weird tentacle things just creeping out over the face and the eyes and the teeth. And they just did such a great job with that. Or like the kind of zombie monster creatures at the funeral set up and the little girl who has this like claw hand just appears. The, the horror effects when, when Vecna's curse is on somebody is, top notch and i am <laughs> it's so good yeah i mean they had i'd have to go back so i might be wrong i need to verify my facts but for some reason i'm thinking like their budget for stranger things like was like 30 million dollars it's gotta be i mean it's it's, it's netflix's this season. biggest thing so yeah they're gonna give it whatever it needs yeah, it's the, the the budget was absolutely massive, and I mean, I'm sure a lot of that was just production. I mean, hell, they're they're filming or these episodes are like hour twenty minutes, hour and a half. Uh, finale is gonna be like two and a half hours. You got to pay these people right to to <laughs> to stick around even film that long. But yeah. just the effects, I mean, they are really knocking it out of the park with the effects. I think it's really great. Um, you definitely get a little bit of an Evil Dead vibe with the switching of the faces when they go from like yeah. normal to like this evil demon looking face. Those uh, zombies that were taunting uh, Fred uh, out there in the woods, they looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Vecna, I mean, yeah creepy creepy as hell i swear uh it, it that uh, when i see the wet squelching it- <laughs> <laughs> i i read that caption i was like band name called it um <laughs> that, i see that pop up and i automatically like tense up and and like clutch my covers and pull them up closer like oh fuck 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 that dude is so scary but yeah that 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 wet squelching noise as Vecna's uh, walking towards his victim and and the ticking of the clock. I don't know what it is about the clock, too. I feel like yeah. there's some kind of tie in there. I don't know what, but I don't like it. And why are kids, after all the shit that's happened in Hawkins in the last three seasons, why are we out walking around in the woods alone in the dark? Right. We should know better by now. Come on. Uh, Come on, guys. Man. Yeah, learn, yeah, learn. We've got another crumpled body to be found, so that's not going to look great uh, for a lot of people. Um, yeah, just yeah, it's going to be like this. We have what's going on with Vecna, but then it's going to be this like people turning on each other. And, it's just going to feel that fire for yeah. Eddie and the Hellfire Club. Man, so I'm I'm so excited to see where all of this goes this season so far. So two only two episodes, but. I am loving it, and I'm so glad it's back. And then also, just randomly, uh, when we see Vecna, he also has these weird little flying stingray bat things, and I want to know everything about those, because they look really creepy and cool, too. They look very uh, creepy and cool. Yeah, because what's <laughs> that? Like, I know he's in the Upside Down, but the Upside Down is kind of like a mirror, yeah. right, of, of our world. Like, whenever... Um, Season two with the mind flayer, you know, when they were at the middle school at the end, it was the finale and they were in the, it flipped and he was above the middle school where they were at for the, um, for the, for the dance, the snowball dance. So I I feel like it's like a mirror. So what is that house? Does that, is that meaningful? I wonder. I don't know if we've ever seen that before. I don't remember seeing a house like that uh, anywhere or at Hawkins or I don't know if it's meaningful or not. I, but just going off of what we've seen of the upside down seems like a mirror right image of of where they're at so i don't know if that if that means something wasn't like the shack that eddie and the crew were in there at the end was it i don't no. know very very different like 
nice big creepy gothic looking house okay. with those yeah, so. creatures flying about which yeah were pretty cool Mm-hmm. Don't know. I mean, they're probably super scary. Suck your blood, something. I don't know, but they looked really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I appreciate the effect. Those are spilling out into our world by the end of this season. Definitely got to happen. Uh- <laughs> yeah, we're going to see more of them, I think. Um, well, my next point, uh, I want to talk about um, the video store and right. Robin and Steve. So nice. let's 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 bring some lightness a little bit to it. Uh, <laughs> um, I love how we're getting some time there at the video store with Robin and, and Steve. Um, again, love the video store. Don't get to go there as often or if ever really, and haven't been in some time. But I loved going to the video store. Love watching oh, movies. I went all the time when I was a kid. I don't. I mean, they don't really exist anymore, do they? Uh, well. We we do have a family video close really? by. Really? Wow. Yeah. Don't ask I, me what the hell uh, if they're have think, getting yeah. any business because. I mean, everything's digital. I mean, you just can rent and buy everything on on Amazon Prime, and if it's not streaming somewhere now. I know. I, I now I want to go out of curiosity. Next yeah, time I go that way, I want to go check it out and see if if they're actually. Because we don't have like any renting. Anymore, I don't think. Yeah. The closest well, to it is going to Walmart, and there's a Redbox machine that still exists out there. Uh, oh, really? There's still Redbox. Yeah. I haven't seen Redbox in a little while. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna have to go in and just check it out out of curiosity now. Mm-hmm. But there is one still open. It is still open, and I see like I'll see cars. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Are they? I don't know. Anyway. Um, one of my favorite places whenever I was growing up, and it used to be whenever I was younger and growing up, it was like my dream job to work at the video store. Same. I applied to the one here in town, like my little town. Yeah. So many times I was growing up and I never happened, but, but yeah, it's, but yeah, I, I loved going there as a kid because ours had like a little pizza place in it too. So you'd go in. Yes. You'd get pizza. You'd rent your like two movies for the like week. Friday and night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time was- for the weekend. Yeah. That was the best. It was the best. And, of course, being a huge movie buff, I just thought, I could just sit here and talk about all these movies. (laughs) I can go restock, you know, returned videos and scan the videos. Hell yeah. But anyway, it's I think it's so perfect that Steve and Robin both work there. And it it just, it's like they just spend their entire shift gossiping about girls. Uh And I love it. I know... In season three, um, before Robin came out to Steve, I was totally, I, I don't like shipping often. I just, I'm like, eh, just let things just develop or whatever. But I was like, oh, they would be really cute together. And then Robin came out and I'm like, oh, but you know what? I think their friendship is even better. Like it's, yeah. it's I think better just having them being best friends. So I'm, I'm here for that. And I'm so yeah. glad that, that Robin is back and that they're good friends. And I, I'm referring to them. They're my um, mama, Steve and daddy, Robin. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's what I called them last yeah. week. Yes. Mommy, mommy, Steve, and Daddy Robin. <laughs> I love them together. Um, but it, it's yeah, and yeah, how they're kind of talking about their dating woes. I just, I'm here for it. I could, I, I would, I'd be totally fine if we got an entire episode of just Steve and Robin. You know, their their shift there at the video store. Um, I, I'm here for that. But I loved that. Not only did we get uh, Robin and Steve. Now with everything that's going on 
um, and Eddie being this primary suspect in in Chrissy's murder, or at least wanted for questioning. I mean, I think that they're pretty quick to say, oh, he probably did, at least the cops, I mean. Um, but he's definitely the number one person that, that they're looking for. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't um, look good when... No, when he just runs... Yeah, everything's away and they can't find him. And then, yeah, the body's there and he is gone. Yeah. 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 Definitely not a good look. He's definitely at least wanted to, for for some questioning to find out what's going on. But I am especially here for Dusty and Max teaming up with Robin and Steve. You know, this is the dream team that I'm living for. I think it was so fun. I love seeing the banter between Steve and Dusty. Steve seems like jealous over uh, Dusty's friendship with. (laughs) with eddie he's trying to act like it doesn't bother him and that's just like dude you know um oh, it's the guy fine. Who's cooler than me because he plays your nerdy game <laughs> yes <laughs> so i love seeing this whole team up um with the four of them it's fun to kind of get some different interactions you know it's it's kind of strange to see all of these different storylines. We've got all these different storylines and it's it's hard to kind of keep track and, and we've got everyone kind of divided. We've got some of our friends out in California and Lucas and the core group are broken up from each other. They're not hanging out as much and now, you know, everyone's kind of going off. And so I like these different pairings that we're getting. I think it makes for some fun dynamics and, you know, it's just really fun uh, fun to see. Yeah, I don't um, have a fun name for them yet because this is actually my my number one, my last point. So I'll throw oh, in good. some thoughts on it. I'll let you kind of carry it because it's your. But yeah, I, I was trying yeah. to come up with a, a name for them, and I was like, because ah, this is this it's Scoop Stroop two point Because the only difference nice. really is, uh, I mean, Max is a stand-in for Erica, and they've got yes. the headquarters of a video store versus the Scoops Ahoy. But it, it's it's our Scoop Stroop, <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> I hey that I like that I like that I knew you'd come up with something good, mm-hmm. um, but I I love that they all get together and you know they because they're kind of freaking out. Max is putting it together like something is really off about this. You know something weird kind of happened. And look, Hawkins is the place for weird. Um, so of course they're going to investigate. They decide to use the uh, video store as um, a headquarters because they I guess having multiple phones is what's necessary. <laughs> They get a lead and they, you know, um, I I really thought it was um, just perfect that Robin was the one to kind of figure out how to track down this reefer Rick. Yeah. Right. She was the one that cracked the Russian code in season three, which was so fun to watch. She is super sharp, super smart um, and funny to boot. But I thought it was really appropriate that she was the one that decided to like well, everybody's running videos, right? There's This dude has had to have been in here at least once. There's got to be a record of him. So they start going through all the ricks that they have in their database. And, you know, just, you know, the fact that our movie rental choices... This says a lot about who you are, for sure, yes. Yeah. And it did it, um, for uh, Reefer Rick as well. Um, so... Getting to see that process and, and and Robin figuring it out was really fun. And so they end up finding where he lives and they actually run into Eddie and find him and, you know, I don't know, try to explain to him about what's going on and it's like how do you do that but they 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 try to figure it out but i just i loved the video store um interaction and i loved seeing this group of of kids together a group that we haven't gotten to see 
um, team up before, and uh, and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's your next point? So yeah, so I said that was that was kind of my last point as well. Was uh, the our scoop troop two point uh, Trying to see if I had any other notes about that. Um, I mean, it starts yeah, of course, with Max waking up. Uh, seemed like from like a really bad dream or something. I mean, she like jerked awake and then went and took some medicine. Like, I don't know if she's on meds for something or if it was just like she had a headache or whatever. I mean, she's drowning something back. You know, she's having a hard time. Yeah, I think that she's Uh, experiencing headaches. I think they said in episode one, yeah, she's experiencing headaches and nightmares. She's still having nightmares about Billy and, Mm. yeah, headaches. Yeah, so she's waking up, yeah, from from a nightmare with a headache. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's, you know, within the police all pull up to the Munsons where... Eddie has left, but his uncle had found the body and called the cops. And then when she's talking with Dustin, she's talking about how, you know, she saw them. But uh, talking to Dustin says, you know, that she saw them arrive there together the night before. And, you know, she thought it was kind of weird, but didn't think a whole lot of it until, yeah, while she's up in the middle of the night trying to watch TV. Mm-hmm. And we get that, like, classic upside down something going around with the lights the flickering. Lights. and yes. And, and things like that. And then she hears Eddie screaming and then looks out the window to see him bolt out the door and into his car to, to take off. And so she's, she goes to Dustin because she knows Dustin is close to mm-hmm. Eddie. And they're friends. And she's like, here's what I saw. What do you think? I mean, which Dustin immediately is like, no, Eddie didn't do it. I have absolutely no belief that Eddie would have done that. Yeah, And we've seen, and we've think, seen yeah. that about Eddie, that he has a soft heart he's not yeah you know just because the image that he portrays that's not who he really is even his uncle said that you know yeah Mm -hmm. so his uncle was just like yeah he may look dangerous but that that's not in his nature he would never right and dustin's convincing enough to where max believes him and that's why they go to mama steve (laughs) yeah to, to ring them in again they're even like are you sure Eddie didn't do it and it's like no he didn't do it and we're trying to, to clear that that's where they come up with that whole plan which they do find thanks to Robin's amazing quick thinking where Reefer Rick is which there is no Reefer Rick we haven't seen him they just find Eddie hiding in the back shack Cut. thanks to Steve's or Dustin right don't 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 talk him down about the ore because it worked. It did the trick. Well, Dusty's at the door going, Reefer Rick, Reefer, like, he's going to answer to that? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Eddie does pop out after the or getting poked with the ore a couple times. Uh, and obviously he's very defensive. Dustin's able to talk him down. I love this. Like, I swear on my mother. And they're all like, yeah, yeah, we swear on Dustin's Not mother. Not Dustin's mother. <laughs> <laughs> That poor lady's been through so much. Because uh, even what, we get like one line from her in this episode. She was like, my heart can't take it much more. Um, their new cat. R.I.P. Uh, Muse. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Eddie is finally calm enough to talk to them. But I mean, he's obviously scared that they're going to think he's crazy and not believe him. Because his story and what he saw sounds insane. But luckily for him, the group that he's talking to has seen some shit themselves and they definitely are going to believe anything that he has to say to them about this. Pretty much. In fact, they even have some stories to tell him that he might not believe. No uh, kidding. I like Max's, I like Max's line. She says, there are some things worse than ghosts. 
Ugh, man. <laughs> yeah. But they're putting it together pretty quickly about this Vecna mm-hmm. uh, c- creature, so... Yeah, because they're like, well, okay, so if the update upside down's not leaking over, then then it's got to be some more of like a, you know, and thinking in the style of D&D, which, again, the show is doing, taking its, like, main antagonist and, and giving it, like, a D&D monster or villain. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of what they do, and I love it. Uh, it's it's great. They always, and they always kind of <laughs> refer to, like, the lore of of like the upside down or creatures and and use that to kind of help them solve you know like what their next steps are or how they can like defeat Mm. them or something so i'm curious if they're going to go back to that again um you know to try and you know how how can we defeat this thing or find out what it is or what 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 we do yeah because if they're going by vecna from D &D, then yeah it's just this you know, undead dark wizard who's able to, so it's almost like using like dark magic because he's not in the world. He is still in the upside mm-hmm. down, but there's some kind of supernatural like magic connection spellcaster, you know, yeah. that he's, he's using to, to be able to affect what's going on in the world. I'm excited. This is such mm-hmm. a, I'm so digging this story so far this season. Um, I'm, I'm here for the horror. Uh, and, and I'm loving this this new big bad because uh, he's he's given me nightmares. Um, uh, gosh, have we been through all of our points, or where are we? I think you might have. Is one it more, me? If we do five, well, <laughs> so yeah, we're still yeah, we'll say that. Um, so. This is, I think, kind of a small point to just, just kind of follow up a little bit with Vecna. When Nancy is, you know, going through the trailer park trying to get folks to talk, what'd you see? What'd you hear? Um, she ends up being able to talk to Mr. Munson, which is Eddie's uncle. And he starts telling her about uh, someone named Victor Creel. And he yeah. said that when he was a kid, uh, this Victor Creel went insane and killed his wife and kids. They too were missing their eyes. Uh, Creel is still alive, but he has been in a mental hospital, but he could have ex- escaped. Uh, he maybe, you know, because it kind of matches what happened to his family. The, the way that, that Chrissy died kind of matches, I guess what happened to Creel's family. Yeah. And of course, and of course Hawkins has an insane asylum. Right. I mean, and <laughs> why wouldn't they? <laughs> I mean, of course they do, and of course we're going to end up there, right? And 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 I'm sure yeah, looking that, for for Victor Creel. So of course we got to throw an insane that name asylum. Coming up, yeah, that name coming up is not just for nothing. It's going to. It's going to be awesome. Definitely mean something. Although, yeah, I was I was speculating on what that could be because I mean we clearly see that Vecna is a monster of the upside down. He's not some serial killer from you know the 60s right you know. right but he is he's got but a humanoid how form. long has he's it's interesting because he he, he's more humanoid than anything that we've really seen from the upside down mm-hmm. you know yeah how long has vecna been around what is yeah know, it kind of comes like what is vecna's story quote unquote to where i'm maybe this victor creel guy what if he's innocent what if he was the one that was affected yeah by Vecna back then and you know like but I, th- I think that character in that story is definitely going to come back up absolutely yeah and we've got some 
I don't want to say on the podcast in case it's, you know, you never know where the line is for some people with spoilers. So I don't, and I don't know a spoiler, but I'm just, I know that there is a particular yeah, cast member I've, who's, who's, I know in this season, uh-huh. that is going to be, I think, pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I've seen, I'm trying, this is hard again, because when I listened as a fan, <laughs> I went week to week with you and Sean on everything except Stranger Things. I've been Stranger Things because I knew the spoilers. Were I, down. Yeah, don't blame and me. And so, and now that I'm covering it, um, I have no choice and I have to go week to week. <laughs> and it has been awful. I can't scroll Facebook for more than 10, 15 seconds without something, article, a picture or something. So I've been lightly spoiled on certain story elements and themes. And I'm so I'm trying to keep my speculations Anything that I've seen something on, I'm not going to speculate on because there's things I've thoughts I have had while we've talked about this episode. I'm like, well, maybe, and I'm like, no, because that is that thought is because of something I've seen online, and right. so I'm not going to go that route because I, you know, I have you know something fueling that more than just speculation on this episode. I know, but it's it sucks it, right it's, now. It's frustrating. It sucks right now. <laughs> I mean, it, it's well, you are now bound by the laws of Strange Indeed that you have to go week by week with 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 um, mm. this show. So, <laughs> sorry, um, yeah. but also, yeah, it's and because Stranger Things just came out right at the time that we're recording this, less than a week ago, uh, it's it's still really fresh. And yeah. articles are out there. There are freaking memes. You can't even, it doesn't even have to be like a news article. Yeah, there are memes, the memes everywhere. And it's, it's bananas. I can't be on Facebook for more than just a minute. And I, I, I just try to avoid my feed. I try to go into the, into the group. I try to just go onto our strange indeed Facebook page to post something or, you know, get feedback or whatever. And then I have to just jump out because you cannot, it's, it is every other seriously every other post and it's it's all out there it's all over twitter it's all over facebook i can't go uh anywhere or anything there's clearly no news on this week's i'm just not even gonna bother with oh, yeah. news even youtube is tough because i mean I, I follow a lot of like you know new rock stars and screen rant and screen crunch and yeah all, and they're all explaining this scene in stranger things i'm like no, no stop it. i know I it's gonna be rough it's i'm hoping though you know we're just in the first week so i'm really hoping that things kind of die down a little bit you know mm-hmm. people will kind of you know um they'll get all the news out they'll get all of that stuff out and yes you can still get spoiled but it, hopefully it won't be every time you turn on social media is kind of what i'm what right. i'm hoping but so i don't want to say this what i'm talking about is something that um i read Gosh, months and months ago when they were talking about so-and-so's joining the cast, so-and-so's joining the cast. And I don't mind so much reading some things like that. So that was kind of what I was referring to. I haven't seen, I haven't yet been spoiled yet as far as I know. I don't think I've really seen anything that's that's hurt too much. Um, But yeah, I know we were just, we were recording Ozark last night and we were talking about how Netflix decided to spoil a, a, yeah. a, a piece from Ozark, <laughs> which I won't talk about here in case you haven't seen Ozark or you're still watching Ozark or, you know, whatever. But f- even Netflix on on like the page for Ozark, if, if you have that show pulled up and, you know, they, they show like a, a still frame uh, from somewhere in that season, there was a freaking like spoiler right there. And we hadn't even gotten that far yet. I'm like, um, yeah. excuse me kind of a kind of a big big point in the show so i'm really hoping that um you know it's even scary just going on to netflix to go watch the next episode of stranger things because they could very well have a picture from yeah. not that episode that you're getting ready to watch but a future episode 
any future episode they pull a still or even like the the picture for the show itself that you click on the like title that you or you know i'm like come they, on they man change, they they change that main picture so many times too i like, know it, it it's they might just show something and you're like oh cool yeah awesome, thank thanks. you thank you <laughs> spoiling your own freaking show so i won't say anything just because um i don't you know, some people don't like to watch trailers because they think of, think of them as spoilers. And I sometimes watch trailers and sometimes I don't. So I just I won't say anything, but I really am interested to get to see um, a little bit more about Victor Creel. I'm guessing I mean, knowing Nancy and how much she pursued the whole storyline. Um, uh, oh, shoot. What was her name? The old lady from season three who who ended up getting possessed and was eating the fertilizer like everyone else. But anyway, you know, she was yeah. definitely you know, has this investigative journalism instinct to her. Uh, I think she's definitely going to follow this story and probably try to go find Victor Creel. So hopefully in the next episode, we'll get to meet him and find out a little bit about his story and what happened to his family and see if that somehow ties in with what's happening now and why, why so long? I mean, if this happened, I don't know how old this Munson guy is, but you know, he's, he's a little older. He's not a teenager, obviously. So he's a little older happened when he was a kid. So what's was he dormant? Was this Vecna like dormant during this time? Why, you know, just I don't know. I have questions. Don't expect any answers, but yeah. I'm just you know what what what's going on behind that. So, um, do you have any notes? Yeah, let's see what I've got. Extra notes. Um, we see that uh, Deputy Powell has now taken over as Chief Powell. After Hopper's um, unfortunate absence, disappearance. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. So we got uh, Chief Powell, and even like the news is like, with this th- stuff going on, is is Chief Powell going to be the like one to to save our town, or is he going to be a big flop? Like they're like, <laughs> it's all on the line for him. Um, which he knows he's in over his head with whatever. I mean, just you just look at Chrissy's body, and he's like, this. This is something bad. Um, and he ends up calling in the military. So Yeah, what's up with this? US military here. Th- isn't that a little overboard? I mean, who's who's <laughs> with one murder, even if it does look like a ritualistic sadistic something, I don't but yeah, to to go ahead and go straight to the military seems like a lot. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was I'm like, who's this lieutenant colonel coming in for this one murder? You know, just mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, uh, Argyle, just him as a character. Uh, he's funny. Doubling the uh, airport awkwardness with he like goes in and hugs Mike, but he's just looking at the tag <laughs> on his shirt. Like, no, that's a shitty knockoff. It's not. It, it, he's great. He's, he's it's, so funny. It's not Ocean Pacific. Uh, <laughs> he's funny. I've heard a lot about your sister. Oh, you, that's, don't, you don't lead with that. Mm-mm. Um, <laughs> mm-mm. Not a good icebreaker. Oh, man. And then him with Jonathan, because Jonathan, of course, yeah, he's ended up accepting or taking an you know acceptance from Lenora Community College mm-hmm. instead of going to Emerson with Nancy but he hasn't told Nancy because that's not his dream but he doesn't want to be the reason she doesn't follow hers and he just uh, he doesn't know what to do in this situation so Argyle's answer versus just like you need to be honest with your girlfriend I'm like hey that's a great answer and then his backup answer is and also weed um <laughs> I mean which both are great, great answers at the time. I think absolutely. Um, <laughs> he's he's stressed. He needs to unwind. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love him. I think he's great. I think it was funny, and he's like, "God, I'm stressed out, and it's not even my girlfriend." <laughs> you know? 
Yeah. <laughs> I was a little stressed out too. I thought it was interesting mm-hmm. that that Jonathan is so wrapped up in in his what he's got going on. Like, really, you think Nancy's going to give up going to Emerson and following you to Lenora Community College? Um, I don't mm. think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I'm not You're thinking a little highly of her devotion to you. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> and you know what? I don't really see their relationship lasting that much longer. I'd be surprised if if they are together the entire. I mean, there's they're dating, but they're not like together because they're in separate places. Yeah. But I'd be really surprised if they if their relationship continues. It seems like the long distance is probably. Um, worn on them a little bit and also you know their relationship you know i know that they really care for each other maybe they're better as friends but their relationship was kind of born out of a trauma trauma bond and those are not always the most long longest lasting relationships typically not that they can't i'm sure there's plenty of relationships relationships that um have survived uh you know but typically trauma bond relationships don't always last that long so I'd be surprised if they did continue and I wouldn't be surprised if they broke up. But yeah, thinking a little highly of himself that Nancy's just so uh, <laughs> devoted, like you said, and in love with him that she'd give up going to Emerson. Whatever. Yeah. Right. Nice try. Uh, yeah. But Argyle's fun. That's one one of the memes that I have seen making the rounds that isn't a spoiler because yeah, we that I think is great is the whole, it says, ah, gas prices aren't that high. And then it says gas prices and has a picture. Argyle. I've seen that one too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, (laughs) Like that one. Um, It's kind of like an out of context. um, Spoiler. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's cute. Yeah. But that's really all I have other than just thinking of the Hopper and Russia scenes and the one Russians or like general being like the motherland could use that strength. And then I was like, and thus red guardian was born. Wait, no. Oh, wait. Yep. Uh. Got a little bit of a crossover <laughs> happening there, right. yeah. Um, as far as my notes, I, I know I think we've covered all of my notes. However, there was one which that I thought was fun. I don't know if we'll see him again. I don't know if it was just like one little scene, but at the video store when they're all trying to you know find Reefer Rick and people are coming and going in the store and they're teasing Steve about only helping. Uh, female customers right um mm-hmm. in the background behind steve uh someone walks in into the video store which i think they locked him in when they cut out <laughs> right. and and just close the video store but you're waiting for like just a little quick scene of him being like, like uh, can, I, can i guys? can i get this movie here where everybody go I'd like to rent this please um that was maya hawk's brother oh really um, yeah yeah levin I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It's L-E-V-O-N. I'm terrible with names and pronunciations, but um, yeah, Maya Hawke's brother. I forgot that she had a brother, that the uh, Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke had um, a boy and a girl when they were married and together. Uh, well, they still have them, but they're just not married and together anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they, they still exist. God, I'm bad yeah. with words today. It just sounds terrible. I need to edit all of that out. But um, I thought that was cool. Um, it'd be fun to yeah. see him pop up again and make it a little bit of a family affair there in Stranger Things. Because if he's if he's as good as Maya, then I'm I'm totally down for that. Because I'm just I have a huge girl crush on her. I think she's mm-hmm. I think she's fantastic. So, but otherwise we've covered all of my other notes. So I think that was a a good, good little wrap up for this episode. Um, I'm just ready to kind of see what happens next. They're, they're certainly building up to something and I love how they're building up this, um, the scary factor. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, as I mentioned, no news this week. Um, 
it's it's all out there, y'all. If if y'all want to read some stuff, I will bring back some news at the end, um, or at least maybe during the break. I don't know. We'll kind of see how that times out. Like like you were mentioning, we're yeah, kind of it's not going to be real a real break for us. We're just so, rolling right through. I think. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll see. But anyway, um, it, there's plenty of things out there. You guys can literally be on social media for less than thirty seconds, and you'll find something. So I I think I might be a little bit more interested to see what our listeners um, have to say. Um, so let's see. Yeah. Let's start off with the first one. Do you want to take the first one for me, Paige? Sure. I'll take that first one from Penny Lennox. Says, this season is already so dark and gripping. One thing this show does really well is variation of tone. There's a mix of light and dark and lots of funny dialogue to keep the audience from getting too scared or depressed. I feel like Elle's wardrobe isn't doing her any favors with the school bullies. Mm. That outfit was half prairie spinster, half sofa. Yeah, not good. <laughs> it's amazing. Hopefully the chocolate stain, the chocolate shake stain won't come out. She needs another <laughs> shopping trip with Max because her season three wardrobe was bitchin'. Do we know any of Murray's backstory? I know former journalist, but where did he learn so much Russian language and culture? I would 100% watch a spinoff about Murray. The roller rink setting was awesome. It brought my own teen years back to me in full force and all the colors and cheesy 80s fashion that I actually remember. Just so fun, except for the trauma, of course. Of course. It's mm-hmm. funny about Elle's wardrobe. I noticed, um, does she look a little like Joyce to you in this season? She does so much. Yeah. yeah. Like the hair and I think even her wardrobe a little bit. You know, in season two, she was wearing a lot of uh, the flannel and oversized shirts because uh, she was living with Hopper. Hopper was keeping her hidden. And I I wonder if that's just a very subtle character thing that they're doing on purpose is, I mean, she was so close to Hopper. Mm-hmm. And now that she's lost him, that like Joyce is now her only like parental figure that maybe that personal connection to Joyce is so strong that... She is. She's dressing like her and and being a lot like her just because she needs somebody to to look up to. And she just gloms on to whatever she can. I think that could be kind of a subtle little character thing they're doing there. Yeah. Yeah. I wondered about that. I was like, there, there's been some differences in her wardrobe and her appearances and um, the haircut. I mean, yeah, everything. the hair. Yeah. She, she reminds me a lot of a younger, younger Joyce in, in this season. Thanks, Penny. That was great. All right, next one is from Don Elizabeth. She says, just a few thoughts on this one. Glad to see Hopper, but not the torture scenes. I need a break after Ozark. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Who was listening in on the cops talking on the radios about Chrissy's death? Uh, The Russians or some new baddies? It was good to see Mike and Elle slash Jane, but I felt so bad that she was lying about how life is for her. And those damn school bullies, I can't wait for them to get what they deserve. I hate seeing Elle being picked on, but I did love seeing the skating rink scenes. I think it's perfect that Steve and Robin are working in a video store. I wondered why Jonathan looked so terrible. I thought it was the pot smoking, but now I understand about him not going to college with Nancy. That's a tough one. I love Murray's big bad of big bag of technology and poor Lucas. He's trying so hard to be in with the popular group, but he is so torn between them and his old buddies. I hope he doesn't get too messed up trying to balance all of that. And what is with the hallucination clocks? I really want to figure that out. Also, how are these people getting infected? I have a feeling that Fred's character on the show isn't going to last long. Well, yeah, definitely no, he, um, I don't think he lasted long after the end of this episode. He did uh, not. <laughs> R.I.P. I don't think there's coming back from that for for anyone. Um, I don't know. 
Uh, this next comes from Alma Contreras. says, first off, it hit me spring 1986. Oh, snap. I was a freshman in high school then, too. No wonder all the stuff I see the kids experiencing, except for the horror part, I totally remember feeling. Mm-hmm. That being said, I was, totally was almost in tears when Lucas was appealing to his friends to come watch the game. Poor kid is tired of being bullied and just wants to be part of the in crowd. That is one of the main things we go or went through at that age. Uh, and poor L slash Jane going through her bullying just breaks my heart. Back to Vecna, I wonder what the significance of the clock is and how crazy scary are these hallucinations the Vecna victims are having. Victims are having. The only weak part of the story so far is the hopper being imprisoned by Soviets in Alaska. How the actual F could that be on U.S. soil? Okay, I had a few more points, but I'll just tune in to the cast. Yeah, and no, I think they are legit in Russia at this time. They're... But I, Alaska but is Alaska close. Is close. Alaska is close to Russia because Kamchatka, where he is, again, I mentioned earlier as like a joke, like a valuable part of the board game risk because the Kamchatka is on the very far east of Russia oh. and Alaska. So they're literally just across from each other because it's a whole like move in risk is Kamchatka to Alaska. You take that jump from one to the other. Uh-huh. Side. So, so they are close. It is in Russia, but it's the far east of Russia. So he is close to Alaska, I guess. Yeah. it. I knew Alaska and um, uh, Russia were close. I didn't realize Kamchatka was that close, but um, it made mm-hmm. sense to me when they were like, go to Alaska. I was like, ah, okay. So they're going to have a close yeah. exchange up there. So, yep. Um, makes sense. Okay. Emily Rouse says between the cops and Jason, Eddie is a marked man. I'm glad some of our gang has reached out to help him. Lucas is not in a good situation. He has got to get away from that basketball team and meet up with Dustin's group. L hitting Angela with that skate. Whoa. On one hand, I get it. But on the other hand, she probably could have killed her. A couple random thoughts. Rima, you're right about the children in the lab. It looked like their bodies were bent in strange ways, just like Vecna's victims. And it's interesting that Vecna is much more humanoid than previous upside down villains. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Something, uh, some. I don't want to say special, but he's different. <laughs> Thanks, Emily. Mm-hmm. All right, this one comes from Doug Fick. Says, I'm going to leave feedback for episode one and two. For starters, it seemed like forever since season three, and thank God for the recap. I wouldn't have remembered shit about fuck. <laughs> okay, Ruth. <laughs> um. <laughs> Someone's been watching Ozark and yeah. taking up Bruce vocabulary. <laughs> Pouring out a little for poor Ruthie. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> anywho, I was giddy about. I was giddy with excitement to be with the OG again, brochachos, and it did not disappoint. The opening was chilling, if not disturbing, with the images of the children. You could tell Elle was lying all through her letter to Mike, especially after she said she missed the flowers, but said it was pretty there too, and they show a barren landscape. I like the nod to War Games when Susie is changing the grades from the school mainframe. And yes, we all like boobies. <laughs> Steve and Robin are turning into a classic duo, and the repartee is a highlight of the episode. Just like last season, the gang is growing up and apart, but I believe they will rally together when needed. I thought Angela and Eddie were a little over the top as the girl bully and the D&D master, but Eddie got better. And is it me, or does Jonathan look a little extra disheveled? As compared to Nancy, who is always on point. The dichotomy between the basketball game and the D&D game was a great touch to tell two stories at once. And did you know that Hawkins' opponent in the game was the Falcons? The same team with the same uniforms uniforms that was the opposing team in Teen Wolf. Another's 80s vibe was Chrissy's catatonic state, which was all Nightmare on Elm Street. Is this new monster from the Upside Down or another curse of Hawkins? Episode 2. Hopper's alive? A doy. I guess an explosion of nuclear proportions can be survived if you fall correctly. Who is listening in on Hawkins? 
Steve and Robin, both girl crazy. Great dose of Murray, but the roller rink sequence was just way too much for me. Clearly a device to show what Elle was capable of in the season one opening. Finally, a mini adventure for a gang to go on. Do you think the monster's feeding off past traumas to gain his victims? Loving the supersized episodes and look forward to listening in. Oh, and happy belated birthday, Pink. Ah, thank you, Doug. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, I, li- I like all of that. I was just reading over that. There's so much there. I, I wonder, you know, we saw a lot and we- we've had two listeners now say who's who's listening in. They did that a lot during, um, well, I think all three previous seasons, there was always someone listening in on conversations. You would always, you know, when Joyce was Mm. picking up the phone or, you know, just whatever, there was always someone listening in and it was always like people working at the lab or for the lab, whatever, for the government, always seemed to be listening in on all the conversations there in Hawkins. I wonder if it's people still somewhere in that area still listening. I, I don't know, but yeah, not. I don't know if it's the same group of people or different people, but we've definitely seen a lot of um, in past seasons uh, listening in on conversations. Yeah. So I don't know. Not sure. But I, I don't know. It could be a different group. I'm not saying it's the same people. We've just seen it. Uh, Bryson Wolf says, seeing Tom Lashaha, I'm butchering that, sorry, as the Russian and Joyce hanging up the phone saying, who was that? Made me think a man has no name. I can't, can't be the only one who thought that. <laughs> oh, definitely not. I made that same joke you, already in our coverage. Definitely, so. You you made that one, and I said <laughs> I said something similar. So yeah, he's no the, one. Yeah. yeah, he is no one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that. It's it's good to see him again. Gosh, yeah, he was so good on Game of Thrones. Um, so yeah, love it. Thank you, Bryson. Yeah. And we get one email here from my Run For Your Lives co-host, Daphne. Yay! So I'm glad she was able to get this in uh, kind of last minute today. I know she was telling me, mm-hmm. but perfect. She says, hey guys, I wanted to send in some feedback for Stranger Things episode two. Oh, the joys of dealing with TV antennas. I'm glad I don't have to deal with that anymore. My points are, one, the music in this, this episode really took me back. Dead or Lives, You Spin Me Around, Falco's Amadeus, Psycho Killer by the Talking Heads, and the amazing Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. You can't go wrong. Two, seeing the kids who are now teenagers go through typical challenges of the 80s, including hangovers, feeling left behind by your friends when they get into relationships, bullying, and just the emotional angst was realistic. Also, the price you pay for keeping secrets from the ones you care about, even if you think it's to protect them. This episode in particular brought in elements of other horror, including The Ring and Jeepers Creepers. I love that they have upped the creep factor, so my question for you both is this. With all the things that continually happen in Hawkins, would you want to stay there or would you leave? Looking forward to your thoughts. Daphne. Yeah, I, I feel like still so many of just, like, the normal citizens of Hawkins, like, know some, like, weird stuff has gone on, but haven't been, like, super affected. I mean, I don't know, there's the whole mall The exception of season three, thing, and, where yeah, everybody was, really all the, the flayed, they called them the flayed, um, like, Billy and the rest of them, yeah. that, that just mysteriously died in this quote-unquote fire. Right, so that one really is, like, the first time it really crossed over to, like... A lot of people were affected, so yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. If I think if I was, I, I'm like Joyce, and with Will and Eleven, yeah, she got the hell out of Dodge, yeah, uh, for that reason. So yeah, I think I would if I was in one of their shoes where I've experienced all of this. I'd be like, yeah, you know, um, relocation email will be, uh, yeah. you know, email and texting will be invented in the next like you know however many years. Anyway, we'll just you, we'll, we'll get back together on Facebook in a couple, in a while, you know, way down the road. Yep. As adults. Um, 
I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs> I know to to just be an ignorant Hawkins resident, you know, and not have to know all of the real things that have occurred and and how terrifying it really is. It got it, it definitely spread out in season three. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I don't know. I think yeah, I guess it depends on um, yeah, which which circle am I in? Am I just a regular citizen, or am I in that circle of people mm-hmm. that know? I probably want to get the hell out too if I could afford to. Yeah. Well, thank you everyone so much for contributing to feedback. I know everyone's super excited to have the show back. We are, are super excited to have you back with us. I've gotten um, lots of folks uh, just write in in general, not so much with feedback, but just like so happy that you guys are back. Um, you know, this is what everyone kind of comes back to us for. So thank you everyone so, so much. Appreciate your support. Uh, we're excited to be back as much as what you are to have the show back as well. So thank you everyone uh, for, you know, for being here with us. Um, we, you know, we love you guys and appreciate the support. Uh, we are excited for you to follow us to Hawkins, Indiana. But until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Strange TCast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash StrangerTCast. You can email us at StrangerThingsCastPod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the TV Time app. You can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com. Go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed on Apple Podcasts. A lot of great things happening on Podcastica. Yeah. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi is being covered. It's been so freaking (laughs) So good. Check out their coverage on that. And then there's a lot of um, cool uh, upcoming podcasts uh, with some great shows coming up. Uh, House of the Dragon will be coming up later in the summer. We'll be covering that as well. Of course, we're going to continue covering Stranger Things here. Um, uh, just a lot of things. We're, we're Check out the website and, and go find all of the awesome podcasts and all of the awesome hosts of those podcasts. Um, there's something for everyone. Yes. And speaking of great podcasts, make sure to check out Paik and Daphne um, and their podcast, Run For Your Lives. Now, I know you guys mm-hmm. were both kind of on the road. Um have you got yeah, anything to tease this week that you want to want to put out there? Yeah, it was, yeah we, we didn't release an episode last week just because you know, we were both in Vegas partying it up. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to take the time to do all the uploading and all of the – so let it ride. But since we're back, you know, doing doing things again. Awesome. Back to normal. So, yes, this week, uh, our newest episode. So depending on when you listen to this because it's up on Fridays. Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is what we are covering this week. The most recent Yay! one. We're getting ready. We're getting amped up for Dominion, which is so soon. Oh I gosh. cannot wait. So excited. Yep. Yeah, so, so yeah. So we, we kind of wrapped. We we have we've wrapped up the live action Jurassic stuff. I think we will go back and cover the Camp Cretaceous seasons. Still a little bit. We had a lot of fun with that first season when we did that with Greg. I think we'll find some time to go back and do those. Awesome. But yeah, we're we're pretty much Jurassic caught up, ready for, for Dominion. And I cannot wait. wait. So this week's episode, yeah. Oh my gosh. So that's <laughs> going to be a great... I, I'm, I, maybe I should temper my expectations a little bit, but I'm really excited uh, for that one. Well, that's great. Love me some dinosaurs. Well, um, next for us, uh, we'll be covering Stranger Things Season 4, Episode 3, titled The Monster and the Superhero interesting yep which hopefully we'll understand what that title means here in just a little bit when we get to go watch mm-hmm. the episode yes. so yeah hope Very you guys 
Yeah, very <laughs> soon. Time, I can hear that clock ticking in my head right now. Um, but yeah, can't wait. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time, I'm Rima. I'm Peg. And Elizabeth from California is strange indeed. <laughs>